Welcome to Brose. Are we, are we good? Yeah, we are. We're good. <laughs> you kept looking at it. No, I was, I was seeing uh, those two guys talking. I was trying to, uh, trying to read what the show is called. Quick slam. There's, yeah. there's the intro right there. <laughs> what are you doing? Huh? Um, yeah. Quick slam. I don't know. We're fucked. I'm going to keep laughing. That's it. Welcome to Brose. So easy, a caveman can do it. <laughs> my name is Matt Chesnell, and joining me, as they do every episode, are my bros in Brose. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hello, everybody. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello. And across from me, reporting live from Detroit, Michigan, Tim Hansen. What's going on? He, Love it at pizza. Better not be in Detroit. He just he, went can from... Can I go back to Cleveland? S- like, lesser and lesser cities. Well, he's he? working his way up the Midwest. Okay. Yeah. So you got... So you got... You hit Indiana, and then you work your way west, and then went a little... I believe a little bit north of Chicago, and then you went straight north and went to Detroit, and uh, I don't know why you did it that way. <laughs> I, I don't know why you would end in Detroit. Like... <laughs> Fake uh, news, not in Detroit. Makes you appreciate everything else a lot more. Uh, <laughs> now, you're reporting live to us from Westchester, PA, and for that, we thank you. I guess... Well, <laughs> you know what? Now you're in Saskatchewan again. Yep, done. <laughs> Back to Canada with you. Uh, welcome oh, again yeah. to the Brose Podcast, uh, where the four of us bros sit around to drink rosé and discuss life, the universe, and everything uh, in the form of questions posed to you, uh, the listener. You can listen to our show anywhere that good podcasts can be heard, including uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and... Anywhere, really. Like yeah. I was walking, I was walking around Costco the other day. Rose podcast, aisle eighteen. It was awesome. You get it in bulk. Mm-hmm. It's Je- you get a great value. On it Jeopardy had a wine category. They didn't have rose on there, but no, I, I was upset and I tweeted at them about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you got mad at, uh, at Jeopardy, <laughs> for the, the lack of a rose in the in the wine the wine category. They have wine categories thought- pretty frequently, and I don't remember them asking a single rose question. That's- yeah. It's, it's absolutely. I thought we signed a, a contract travesty. to be the double Jeopardy question. A massive oversight, and obviously the number one thing on Jeopardy's minds right now. Uh, <laughs> um, the, the nervous laughter. Uh, the, the, the Alex Rebecca stuff really gets to me. Um, yeah, I think it gets to all of us. He is an institution. Is. I grew up wanting to be Alex Trebek as a kid, no joke. And mm-hmm. and he, he is an institution. He's been around. Jeez, he's been around for 35 years doing the hosting of that show. Unreal. You're more of a Pat Say Jack. Oh, uh, oh, that's the meanest thing you've ever said. To me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I like this host of like, you know, brainy game show with like deep, deep questions about art and history. No, and you're more nah, of a guy with like, a big wheel. <laughs> Everybody's clapping. They just want a like, car. You want half a Nissan Versa? Congratulations! It, doesn't he like? At least I didn't go fucking Suzanne head. Summers. Well, this, <laughs> yeah, Pat Sajak is also a, uh, a bit of like a reactionary conservative. Um, <laughs> a, a, he tweeted out kind of a, a, a ballistic level bad take. He, he started writing a blog a couple years ago, and the first blog post was something about how union workers shouldn't be allowed to represent themselves because they have a conflict of interest, which is like... Well, yeah, that's what the union's yeah, for, that's, man. That's, that's step one. Like that's his cockamamie, insane. That's more. Oh boy, yeah. but I bet he's for Congress being able to give themselves raises. Uh, I'm sure he is. I'm sure. He is. Listen, the the problem is, is that if you dig into like a lot of the institutions, like I love Alex Trebek, but I I, I would I would fear like digging into a lot of his. There are uh, so takes. few, like it's it's very much a nothing gold can stay situation. I think we absolutely have Bob Ross. Um, Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. Oh, um, Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Yeah, Probably Jackie Chan. It was, Even Steve uh, Irwin's gotten was... some flack because, like, if you, if I read about it because it was, it was that's because PETA perfect. is dumb. It's, it's mostly PETA. Yeah, PETA and, sucks. Yeah, PETA's a fucking garbage fire. It's the milkshake duck thing. What, what are we? What are we? Where are we right now? <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, yeah. The, so last year in the NCAA tournament, there was a, a team that made the Final Four on the uh, uh, Loyola, Loyola Marymount. Um, or Loyola Chicago, and they're like an 11 seed. They're the Cinderella story of the year, and they had the team chaplain was um, Sister Jean. Um, I, mm-hmm. Sister Jean was a big hit because you know she's just a, she's like a million, right? Oh yeah, she's a million. So <laughs> she's like a 90 year old, like 90 year old nun, and she was cheering. She goes wild at the games and everything. We're like, oh my god, Sister Jean, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then right around the final four, like they they like you can't expose somebody like that to the media for too long because like the last time you heard from her was she was answering a question and like said something a little weird about how like, well, 
you know, our players do things the right way. Unlike those guys in the NBA, you know, we, we don't want to get paid. Like basically assuming that like players shouldn't be paid for playing college basketball mm-hmm. and like making some weird, that is like, the um, dumbest thing I've ever veiled, heard of. A weird veiled, like, <laughs> Not explicitly racist, but with racial undertones, <laughs> comment about how their team does things the right way. It's yeah. like, oh man. Well, she was alive when the Civil War happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is very fair. Do <laughs> um, uh, you guys want to talk about our wine before we get to the questions? Yes. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, Rich, we'll start with you. What are you drinking? Today? I am drinking uh, Cupcake Vineyards uh, California Rose. Uh, it's a very sweet rose. Delicious. Um, I. I Above average, I, I, uh, you know, I'm, I can't give things bad scores, but I really do like this. You okay. can give that one a bad score. Oh, and that like four dollar bottle, but that's yeah. But yeah, but but, um, but at least <laughs> yeah. you give yourself some credit. You do have <laughs> taste. I do have taste. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh God, no! Like, you're not just like everyone's but, just fantastic. I mean, this this yeah. was the the most expensive bottle bottle of wine I've bought for this at twelve ninety nine, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> It, Not nothing. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like it. I like it a lot. Tim, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Notorious Pink made with Grenache grapes. Uh, the sultry pink color that exudes floral orange blossom aromas. The citrus and red fruits balance the flavors of ripe berries, zesty acidity, and soft minerality. I don't think I've ever heard minerals mentioned for a wine. The soft but, uh The wine has fluoride in it. <laughs> it's cleaning up your yes. Uh, uh, no, it's, it's delicious. I think this is probably my favorite wine that I've had so far, except for Jazz, which just tasted like straight up alcoholic juice, and it was phenomenal. <laughs> but this is probably the best rosé, rosé. All right, Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking rosé Griffey, a Cote de, from Cote de Provence, 2017. When I found out there are actually tasting notes, I didn't know this when I first, because I couldn't see them. All right. But this is, let's discover through rosigraphy our own expression of a Cote de Provence rosé inspiring elegance, delicacy, precision, a perfect balance, and lots of pleasure! Whoa. Just like a choreographed ballet would do, dot, dot, dot. And that's because on the front, this little abstract looking thing is actually a ballerina, you can kind of see. Mm. It's like a, an impression of a ballerina. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what that was yeah. earlier. I it's was like going to go with swir- flamingo. There's but like that's a fine. swirly pink, and it's a ballerina. Okay. And um, it is the baseline wine for me. It is okay. so average as to be, it's like the most inoffensive wine. Like, if you just give this to somebody who doesn't really like wine, they're like, ah, okay. Yeah. They won't like wine after drinking this. They'll be like, it's fine. <laughs> but it is fine. It has good length. That is, that is round, the, round on the end or whatever. Round, yeah, the round taste. <laughs> God. Uh, so I am drinking uh, Smoke Tree Rosé. Uh, it's a California rosé. Uh, the bottle instructs you to enjoy Smoke Tree Rosé poolside or rooftop with friends or relaxing at home. If pairing with food, consider bright summer salads, grilled seafood, or vegetarian fare. Uh, it's definitely on the drier side as far as the rosés I've had, which is, is more my speed anyway. Um, definitely above average in the sort of second tier of rosés that we've had so far. Um, so yeah, so there you go. The four rosés of the rosé of the brosé podcast <laughs> or the brosé podcast. Boy, we're on round three. Can you tell? Uh, so Rich is holding the envelope with the three third third round of questions on it. I've got an envelope, and on the front has three wine glasses. Each one of them representing my different pours per glass. Because each glass is <laughs> significantly bigger. So we got the first one, which is the normal. Second one, uh, a little bit bigger. Little bit bigger. And, then and then the third one is the ketchup. The glass. third one is I'm just drinking from the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and on the back it says, for someone who likes rosé a lot. That is typically what three glasses of rosé would be for. Uh, uh, so let's uh, get into this with question number first one. And again, rosequestions at gmail.com if you want to send these. This is tough. This is mean. How do you terminate an unwanted friendship? Oh, oh my. Woo. Woo. Yeah. At the very end, it switched. Yeah. An unwanted friendship. Yeah. Yeah. That's not where I thought <laughs> I was, was going. Yeah. I was not <laughs> Yes. 
One million percent, I thought that was ending with pregnancy. And I was like, whoa, this is very heavy. Who asked that question? Who asked that question? Oh, that it's a, it's a, a blank one. Other? It's just a significant other. Okay. Um, that is unfair and mean. Oh, my God. That, I, was, it was, I was on pins and needles up until the very end. I was like, do we really want it right now? Um, I feel like it's in jagged handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about this for weeks. Oh, no. Um, so... This is a really good question because I think we've all been at that point, like you grow apart as friends, you still hang out with them, but like maybe it's not like the healthiest relationship Mm -hmm. or you've just become different people. Yeah. I don't know if there's a hard cutoff that I would have. There is for me. There is. Okay. So it is, but it is a very, I, I think one of my issues that I have with myself when I take some, like, when I reflect upon myself is that my my line is too far away. Like, I think the line where I should be like, hey, you're, the views, the differences of opinion that we have are so toxic, like, we might need to re- reassess this. It's pretty far down the line. Like, it's, it is, it's, it is, it's too far in my opinion. But I, I'm, because I'm very forgiving. Like you, you'll let a lot of stuff slide when you have a relationship with somebody, and I think we all have that experience with friends of ours where they'll say stuff you don't agree with and might not be great, but you're like, well, we have a relationship. Like you can't let that one thing. You take it on the whole. Yeah, and um, I don't know how you do it. It's so it's so difficult because you don't. It's it's very much like the does this spark joy? Not to be like super lame, but like. The Marie Kondoing of your friends. It's like, does your, does, you have to really, really get into it. It's like, is my relationship with you adding anything to either of our lives? Mm-hmm. It's a hard call sometimes because you, you remember all of the good times you had leading up to now because we're old. We've had, you know, we've, had, like, I have had friends for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how do you, how do you parse that? Yeah, it, it, it's tricky and it can come about. When you're losing a when you're when you're growing apart from a friend, it could come about from a difference of political opinion or social opinion or what have you. It could just be that, that person becomes a different person. Like like you know, you might know somebody who's awesome, and then ten years later, they're a complete asshole. Like mm-hmm. it, it happens sometimes. I think I, I'm I'm very non confrontational when it comes to this kind of thing, but I think it, it I would almost if I value as a friend, I am more willing to be confrontational about something where we have a, a drastic difference of opinion on or a, there's a drastic issue with our friendship than I am with somebody who I'm like, this is beyond saving. If it's, if it's somebody who, who I'm just like, I'm not interested in being associated with you as a person anymore. It's just like, all right, I've, I've made that decision. I'm not going to change who you are as a person. And this is just something where I'm, I'm you know, we're not going to be hanging out as much. Like mm-hmm. I'm slowly growing apart from you anyway. In most situations, it's probably a person who I don't communicate with on a regular basis anyway. And it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to press the issue in this friendship anymore. That's basically, if if I'm trying to, to end a friendship, it tends to be a gradual, like de-escalation for me. Uh, Rich, what about you? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of the same boat. If, if it's somebody that like, and you guys have been around my life the past couple of years, if there's people that I felt have done me wrong or have done bad, I, I have a tough time cutting people out. Even, those people from a few years ago, I still had on occasion talked to one of them, but I don't often reach out to them. It's if they reach out to me, I'll talk to them. But yeah, for me, it's Mm. like, I'll slowly like just start to realize either you're toxic to me or you just don't want to talk anymore. And I'm going to slowly wean myself off of talking to you. because that's really what it is. It's not like, it's not, you have to talk. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's it's tough for me. Like, I hate cutting people out. I hate, like, terminating friendships. But, yeah, if I have those people that don't, like, that I look at them, I'm like, you know what, I could take this or leave this. I get more open with them about how I will disagree with them. And I will kind of make sure they know, like, hey, this, this isn't really a friendship that's working out anymore. Um... And my biggest pride of joy is I've had somebody block me on Facebook and Twitter because we disagreed about something. And I'm like, yeah, it shows we're not supposed to be friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm glad about it. They're, them not being in my life has not changed my life for better or worse. Mm-hmm. 
Tim, what, what about you? What are your thoughts on this? I'm not sure if there's like a specific line, uh, kind of like what Sean was talking about. I'm, I've, for the most part, I, I agree with the notion that it's like, all right, this one-off thing, I've known you for how many years of my life? I'm not going to let this one thing ruin our friendship. It's it's not worth it. That's just... It, it, it's just dumb. I've only really had to actually like fully cut off a friendship twice. And now that I like have had time to sit here and think about it, they were both more or less for the same reason and the same personality type of just like, I want to not necessarily dominate this group of friends, but like, I want to control these people and they will agree with me and they will be like, they will do what I say we are going to do. Say it to my face, Tim. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't. The first one was really hard because it was at CFS and it's like, I've known most of these guys for six years and I've lived with them for six years. So it's drastically different because it's more or less like you're less of a friend and more of a brother. And I have to tell you, you're a fucking asshole. And that was super weird. The other one, it was more of like a tangential friend. Is that the right word? Tangential? Yeah, like an acquaintance. Like, yeah, like a side friend. Like you're just not, you're not really, yeah. you're friends, a friend of a friend. Yeah. Friend through a sense So like, we hit it off real well. Same sense of humor and all this. But like, the more I interacted with him in person and online, it's just like, oh, you just shit on your friends all the time. And I wasn't about that. Especially considering one of his friends is more or less a doormat and will take all of that. And he'll be like, yeah, you're right. And it's like, no, he fucking isn't. Stand up for yourself. So, so this is something I've seen. Um, I, I, I don't want to say grow in popularity because it's kind of a, a sad subject. But like, I see people sort of espouse the you sit down and basically break up with a friend the way you would with a significant other. Like... I, I don't, I could never see myself sitting like Sean down and going, listen, man, we've had some great times, <laughs> but like, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't I, do that with like a buddy or, or something. I like don't, that. I don't think I could do that either. I think that's maybe the healthiest way to do it, but I definitely, I don't, I can't confront someone in that way and be like, it is, it's like you said, it's for me that it's maybe not the, it's how I do it would be just a slow, you just, I just talk to you less and then mm -hmm. we're not really friends anymore and mm -hmm. it sucks. But like, I think one of the, one of the big things is like, if I reach out to you ever, that means I want to be friends with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like, even like, I think one of the good things that I think all of us can do is like, I could not talk to any of you guys for like six months but then, like, you can just reinsert yourself, and you're still, like, you pick up where you left off. And I think that's, like, that's the hallmark of a good friendship. And, like, so if, if any of us, like, we reach out independently of the Bros Day podcast, despite... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my previous recollection, we do, we do yeah. still hang out outside yeah. of the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I completely agree with that. Like, it's... it's 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 a weird situation where I, I feel like it's come up more now because people are, are more understanding of other people's political opinions and, and social opinions. Mm -hmm. I, I continue to look at it more. I am more likely to overlook um, like a crummy political opinion than a crummy like just being a person like I am I, more likely to like, listen, I don't I might not necessarily agree with this person's opinion on trump or immigration or something like that but like but if you just suck in person like i, I I'm, I'm more i'm more likely to, to, to give you short shrift for that yeah. than i am like for you to if you were if you were a really genuinely good person in my life and then you go online and you know talk about how we need to build the wall i will still think a certain way about you <laughs> but I, I, i'm balancing it a different way yeah like do you know what i'm saying like does, does that does that make sense if i yeah and it doesn't have to be the way that everybody looks at it but that's kind of the way i i i yeah. You're more concerned with the content of the character and who they actually are, not necessarily what they think on topic A or topic B. Right. Like, like you're not running for office. Like, that, that, that's sort of where I come down on it. And, like, that, like, obviously your opinion on politics can shape the character of who you are. But, like, I'm still, I'm more evidence-based as far as, like, if you're a good person and I see you doing good things and, and you, we get along well, like, I'm, I, I tend to give you a little bit more leeway. That's yeah, awesome. one million percent, and yeah. then I mean, for better or worse, because mm -hmm. I think there are situations in which I don't see someone being like mm -hmm. where it's been brought to my attention that 
people are nice to me, but like maybe they their interactions with either Mary or some of our other friends sure. is, aren't so aren't so great. Yeah, and it's absolutely. like then you have to really you have to evaluate it on a kind of a macro scale sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But, no, no, no. But, it, but that's hard because like you know we talked a while ago about one of the things that you and I do, which is when we'll take the side of the person that our significant other is fighting with. Uh-huh. And and like this it's the same thing when you're when you're talking about your friends and you're like, but they're always nice to me. And right, it's like right. well, you have but you have to think You'd have to take stock of how they treat other people <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, and that's that's I think that's probably the hardest thing for me is to look outside of myself and not be selfish about it and be like, Well, they they've always been nice to my face and like mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. But like if they're a dick to my wife or you know and it, that's that's the hardest thing for me mm-hmm. is to take that kind of stock. Okay. So none of yeah. us are, are taking our friends out to like the Shoney's diner. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I agree with Sean. That's probably the best way to do it. But, uh, and I, I, I guess I kind of had a similar situation recently. It wasn't <laughs> like, Hey, we're not going to be friends anymore, but it was a relatively serious topic mm-hmm. and, uh, definitely bitched out. Definitely bitched out. But, uh, yeah. Listen, it, it happens. It's, it's hard for a reason. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's friendships. Like it's not, it's not the same type of relationship as you'd have with like a loved one or, or a husband or a wife or what have you. But like, it's, it's emotional. It's emotional yeah. in a different type of way. I, I think the hardest thing to kind of come to terms with is that like, like with, with a significant other. Just threw wine everywhere. <laughs> uh, no like, like, with a significant other, if I have an issue, you you, you talk about it. Because you kind of, like, with, with Mary, if we have an issue, we kind of, we have to make it work. Like, uh, we've made a commitment to each other. But with a, with a, with each other, with a friend, <laughs> with, with a friend, it's hard to, like, take that step back and be like, I don't really have to be friends with you. Like it's, sure. <laughs> it's, that's a real, no, it is. I mean, this is so, oh I've, I've, uh, like the people who've done me wrong in the past few years, like I turned around and I said to him, I was like, look, I need to get over this. I need to get past this. Uh, I don't know where we stand, but for the time being, I'm probably not going to talk to you. Um, if you want to talk to me and message me, I'll reply. If it seems like I should reply, but, so you seem like you're closer to that, like, you're not getting, you're together with them and yeah. breaking up with them, but you're, but you're laying out the ground rules. It's like, look, me. things aren't looking good right now, we're probably not going to keep talking, but, like, so you're negotiating a contract with them. <laughs> for, it's, it's more of like, it's more of like, you did me wrong, I gotta get over this, and then you gotta prove to me why we should be friends again. Yeah. Like, it, it's definitely better than ghosting. Yeah, ghosting, okay. I think, is the bitch way out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, just it, all at once, just go like, eh. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hate ghosting. It's I've, I've, the worst. I have done that to people, but like, it is an extreme reaction to something very bad. Yeah, like I, I would do it if like I felt I was in danger. Yeah, like that would like if like if I can see you communicating with you, like bad things will happen in my life and perhaps like mm-hmm. my wife's it, life. Yeah, it's like relationships that, that I haven't <clears throat> like. That's like we're barely friends and like just even talking to you pisses me off like i'm just like fuck you i don't need this yeah do not need this so anyway to all our friends out there (laughs) fuck all of you uh obviously this is this is the reaction that you should have you have survived the calling you did (laughs) (laughs) the annual perch uh rich what's the next question all right so uh be about popcorn or something easy. That's that last question like really bummed me out. I'm gonna be yeah. honest. I'm very emotional right now. Uh, so there's uh, there's you could have any number of oh things. How many would it Come be? Is that, a, is that a thing? Sim- like sympathy pregnancy symptoms are a real thing, and I'm like I've been like so emotional recently, really? like uh, like on the verge of tears. Like oh my fucking oh, fast uh, car by Tracy Chapman will will fucking <laughs> set me off. It is it is bazonkers right now. Jeez. I'm always right there. It's not the solution to everybody's problems, but man, give me a call. We'll, we'll play some Overwatch or something. <laughs> no, blow the shit out of some teenagers no, online. No, it might help. Let's all start playing can... Apex. Let's get this yeah, going. Oh my God. Yeah, Apex. Yeah. Bros. Well, we yeah. Apex is only teams of three. Well, no, but so. it, it's like it's a hormonal thing. It's not like I'm not sad. It's just like. It's just like everything. Like, it's a reaction to yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, that man has been at war for now, and he's reuniting with his son. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> Look, you know, those <laughs> those videos make me cry too. Yeah. So. No, does this body, just, like, does, your, does the male body, I, I, again, complete ignorance here. Does the male body react in that way? Does it, like, does your male body know, 
I my partner is about to have a child, and I am preparing myself the way that like my wife is. Or I'm something? not sure. Okay, so I have no idea, but I I know it's a thing. Like, and it might just be placebo, like a, a purely placebo thing. But it's one million percent. Um, like it's mm-hmm. Mary's like really going through it. Like I sure. like if you were to if you <laughs> if you were to compare where we are, like Mary's always like really fucking going through it, and I'm like over here doing whatever. Right. But like I have noticed since this has been happening like being like in my logical brain like i'm like this uh, my my reaction to what's going on isn't making sense Mm -hmm. but it's just like it doesn't matter (laughs) because it's a fucking coming (laughs) i felt that too in grad school it's the same exact uh all right rich what's the next question so uh this question is brought to us by chico Chico! um, there's a caveat tim has to answer last (laughs) oh no Wait, um, Chico? Yeah, Chico. Is it C-H-E-C-C-O? Yeah. Keiko. Keiko, sorry. Uh, I That's, okay. For real, that's Chico. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so I'm, well, I'm not... You read it phonetically. Okay, um, his real Chico name is Christian is Francis, so I don't know where the fuck Keiko has come from. Oh, okay. Even though he's explained it to me like seven times, don't fucking know. Alright, I but, apologize. So um, I have to go last? But Tim, Keiko, you have to go what's, last. What's Keiko's question? <laughs> <laughs> hey, bros, hey, bros. What do you consider proper brunch attire? What about posh brunch or wedding brunch? Okay. Tim, is he asking what he should wear to your wedding? Like, like the wedding brunch thing? No, no, no. So, so we asked him... Um, this is a trick. You're he... supposed to answer last. <laughs> I got him. Well, no. All right, fine. No, no, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I wasn't going to answer. I was just going to okay. preface where the question came from. And now I understand why uh, Martha figured out who he was asking. Um, so we wanted to know what to wear to his wedding. And he's like, brunch. It's a brunch wedding. And we're like, oh, cool. So like khakis and a polo. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like posh country brush or brunch. And I was like, that's not a thing. A posh country brush. brunch is like the same thing, but with... So- a p- with I a jacket on, like and he's clothes. more or less what he's describing. I'm thinking like, like what you wear hats. to like the Kentucky Derby or something. <laughs> yeah, the like, big hat, big hat, like that's that's what Martha started saying, and it's like he what he describes is pretty much like high tea attire, <laughs> okay. like mm-hmm. practically formal, but not formal. Closer to cocktail. This seems but like he, it's- he just keeps he just keeps saying brunch. So but it's like that's not what that is. Brunch is a nice button down or polo and slacks and just regular like shoes that go with the slacks. This is entirely dependent on your geography. If you're going to brunch somewhere in like the suburbs, I think you go dress like that. If you're going to brunch in Washington DC, it is no holds barred. Like it, like in the city, like you just like man. If you want to wear a ball cap, if you want to wear what I'm wearing right now, I'm wearing a ball cap, t-shirt, and jeans. Man, you're in you're in D.C. You're in Philly. You're in New York. It's fine. Well, I think it's entirely dependent on your. We region. go to we we've, we've gone to brunch before. We've gone to um, Sabrina's in Collingwood. Yep. Yes. And uh, you just wear whatever you yeah. normally wear in a day. I think if you're going well, to if it's fancy brunch, if you're talking like a brunch, like you're going yeah, out like, to with like champagne and stuff, mm-hmm. I would say. You wear khakis, a button-down shirt, no tie, and a sport jacket. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like something you're yeah. you're like fancy, like you're about. You go to, like the Easter brunch or something. Yeah, like like basically Easter attire, except without a tie. So so more or less what you described as what I've been able to find in like multiple country club dress attire mm-hmm. rules and regulations is country club brunch formal. Mm-hmm. which is what I wore on Saturday to my brother's wedding shower. Mm-hmm. It's like, that is... And he's like, no, this is what I want. It's like, that's not a fucking thing. And Matt, you're, you're right. It it does entirely depend on where you're from. He's from Scranton. It's 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 not fancy. <laughs> it's the office. <laughs> is, like, in Scranton, do you just come dressed in a suit made entirely of, like, uh, of like rolled cig- cigars and, like, uh, the, the, va- the vape pill... The vapes? <laughs> I almost no, went to University of Scranton. That's did you really? I did. I looked at it. Oh, wow. It has a beautiful campus, but it they were like, here's some stuff to do around. 
here's a museum of the railroad. And I was like, maybe Just I one, don't want to go. Here's our motocross track. Yeah, I was like, no, thank you. And I went to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Smart move. Smart move. <laughs> Wait, so so what was his expectation? Uh, his ex... Like, I still... Because, more or less, I was driving and Martha was having this conversation via text. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, more or less, it seems like he's after cocktail attire. Oh, like a suit. Like, yeah. But, like, For it doesn't brunch? have to be a suit, but it needs to be not khakis. So, pretty much a suit. All right. What? Calico, that, uh, the guy, the guy that's sending this question, Kalia, <laughs> your expectations are a little bit lofty. Yeah, when what fucking brunch are you going to? Yeah, like, and that yeah. always there's always like an issue when it comes to dress attire and certain like if you're having a brunch wedding, like my friends got married on the beach, mm-hmm. and people are like, well, what, what, what should I, what should we wear? And they turned around and said casual. Mm-hmm. Somebody took that to heart mm-hmm. and were. Uh, a baseball jersey and shorts. So the, because were, that's what casual is. They made business casual. Is what they yeah, like that's what they wanted, like a nice button-down shirt. And a, yeah. this, like, this brings up something that's grinded my gears for a long time, or ground my so gears. So they want a beach formal. Yeah, yeah beach, beach formal. formal. Like, the, 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 the words that we use to describe the attire that we're required to wear, and this is, this is I, I would imagine, exponentially worse for women than it is for men. But the the... The words that we use to describe the attire are bullshit. Like the, the casual means six different things. <laughs> like it, it, like I've seen sport casual, and then I saw smart casual, mm. which I, I I didn't know that if you were casual, you're also a fucking lummox. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Like we need like a number tier. Like mm-hmm. we need all right level one. You can wear like a. T-shirt and jeans mm-hmm. and some sneakers, some some beat up Skechers. Like you'd wear to like shoebies, like <laughs> maybe uh, some flip flops. Sean's because that's exactly what I'm wearing right now. Uh, <laughs> but but like like the stuff you'd wear to like shoebies. Um, and then we need like okay, you can wear a, a jeans and a, and shoes and everything, but they can't have be covered in like grass marks. Yeah, it's maybe like shirt. a polo shirt. Yeah, well, polo's level three. Oh, level three. <laughs> so polo's level three. So Sean's wearing oh, a nice shit. blue polo with the Duquesne Dukes logo on the side. Uh, go Dukes. Um, I think that's your level three. Like, you're, okay, this is slightly nicer. You have to pretend that it's nicer, but, like, you're not going full, like, button-down shirt yet. Mm-hmm. Level four is your button-down shirts with, you can wear jeans if you want to, but that's a bit of a stretch. And then level five is anything above a button-down shirt and khakis. Mm-hmm. Like, if you need to wear anything beyond, like, something I can pull out of my closet now, if I have to rent the clothing to go to your event, that is a level five to me. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that, that is my proposed scale. I will be happy to accept any amendments. Uh, you're, I mean, there, there, there may be some room for some other levels, but yeah, like mm-hmm. a, a million percent. Wait, the words are terrible. That it is, it, I shouldn't have to Google what the words mean every time someone no. asks me to dress a certain way. No. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> like fresh formal. Like fuck off, man. What are you talking about? Here? <laughs> so, anyway, so Tim, you're right. Your friend's wrong, uh, and yeah. you don't have to go and brush with them ever again. I think that's I the mean, rules. But I'm going to this wedding. That that that's happening. What kind of dress is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It's a cute little like tutu and so level two. All right, good. Uh, <laughs> with flip flops. With flip flops. Uh, Rich, what is the next question? All right, the next question is submitted by a uh, Tess Riley. <laughs> Got me. Is Grace of an imaginary friend? <laughs> Is this the fake email that Grace uses to send her terrible questions? Yeah, that's the gorilla. The gorilla oh, okay. email. The gorilla email. <laughs> the right. gorilla email. Uh, what, what's the longest petty grudge you've held? Examples, someone eats your chili. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was going to be a reaction to that. Uh, <laughs> Five years Please hold hold your laughter till the end. Uh, someone forces you to lose a game when you are in the lead and have never won before, etc., etc. First of all, explain these. Okay. <laughs> One time, my mom made a bunch of. My mom makes really good, um, like chicken chili. So it's like white beans, uh, chicken, and okay, whatever else you put in chili. Mm-hmm. She made a, a ton. And I came home from work. This is when I was living at home, so a while ago, years ago. 
And I ate, I'm going to say, I ate like a half gallon of chili. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Jesus. It was was all of it, and it was a fucking lot. And uh, Tess was all day at school looking forward to coming home and eating some of this chili. And that poor girl came home to zero chili because I had fucking gorged on it. Like an unreasonable amount of chili went into my body that day. And she is still upset about this years later. And still brings it up fairly frequently. And the other time is I think we just, I, we, she was going to win Munchkin for the first time in her life. Oh, jeez. And, and we rules the, mush- the mushroom game. Uh, the, not mushroom, marshmallow game. Mushroom game's different. No, uh, Munchkin, no, that's a... Uh, Fluffy Bunny. Munchkin. Munchkin is a game. It's a it's oh. a card game. It's the only Tim's game I've ever game. read. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand yeah. that. Munchkin can be brutal because, yeah. like, you think you're going to win, and then everybody cancels your win, and then the person next to you wins. Yeah, instead. that's that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> the rules lured her into losing, and then someone else won, and she's very <laughs> upset about this. And it was one of those things where, like, I didn't need to make her lose. Like, it was a choice that I made. <laughs> To take away the win from her. And she was like, I don't know, 13, and this is brutal. I was a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> uh, but Petty Grudge, I one time uh, was playing Smash Bros. Brawl, I believe. So for the GameCube. Uh, so Brawl's Wii. Are you talking about Melee? Melee, then. Okay, all right. It's one of those. Okay. I can't remember which one. Yeah. And it was me, my brother, and my friend Shahid. And the three of us were playing, and... I swear to God, they team up on me. And, like, they tag team, knock me out, and then they fight themselves. Like, and it's five stocks, so they take me out five stock before they're even down two. And it's, I just, I'm getting so mad. I'm like, no! We're playing again! We're not <laughs> stopping! Not until I win! <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so how long did you hold the grudge for, then? Uh, I mean, it was... Still, I mean, now so he's still pissed off. Yeah, I'm about still mad about it now. He's pretty heated. <laughs> no, I mean it's it, it. It was a petty thing. It wasn't really that long, but it was more of like a like a, such a dumb thing. Like they 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 probably aren't teaming up on you, but you're just an idiot and you suck at this game. But I have to win once, so the match they just both ran off the stage five times. It's like that doesn't count. <laughs> Uh, Tim, what is, uh, how long is, uh, is, is the question how long is it okay to hold a petty grudge, or how long have you held a petty grudge? What's the longest petty, okay. gr- what is the longest petty grudge you have, so what is it? Okay, so what is it? So Tim, what is the longest petty grudge you've held? I, I have no idea. I feel like I don't really hold petty grudges, and if I do, they maybe last a day. And the only thing I can think of is like, Somebody screwed me over in Foursquare at summer camp at some point or some <laughs> stupid shit. If I hold a grudge, it's normally over something really fucked up, and you're damn right I'm going to hold on to it. Have you had any recently? Have you had like a recent moment that you're just like, it bothered you a lot in the moment, and you think about it later, it's like, okay, this isn't that bad, but I'm not going to let my guard down on this one. Um, I'm not going to go into specifically what it was, but if I say Vince... I think you might all know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I right. understand. That's re- that's completely reasonable. Very reasonable. This is because yeah. of the Vince and the fantasy that, football that, thing, That's right? my point. Is like, <laughs> other than that... Yeah. Other than that uh, time uh, that Vince rooted against the Eagles in fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. The exact thing like, we're talking uh, about. Other than that, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't really think of anything because to hold a grudge requires too much energy and yes. I'm a lazy mm-hmm. fuck. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. I've I've had, I I have had friendships like sort of fizzle out before I I expend the energy to hold a grudge and maintain that friendship because just like, oh god, like to be that mad all the time about anything to mm-hmm. me is exhausting. Yeah, I don't think I can't think of a grudge I've held just because I think there was a point in my life when I was just like, it's not worth it. Like it it is just like. Oh, if I'm pissed at you, just fuck you then. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to deal with you. You're out of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Like, and I think I've gotten better at dealing with the minor annoyances. Like, and this might not be great, but like, at work, somebody will wrong me. And then I will spend the entire ride home arguing with them yes. by myself. Yes. And then I'll feel better when I get home. And then I'm done. 
And yeah. then I'm like, okay, we're we're moving on. Like, you're terrible, or I'll talk to Mary about it and be like, look, listen to how this fucking person treated me. <laughs> yeah. You must treat it like a movie scene. Like, if my life was a movie, this mm. is how this scene would act out, and I'd fucking own that yeah. in this argument. Yeah, and yeah, and you go through all of the reasons they're wrong, and then you feel good about it, and you move on. Mm-hmm. So I think recent, I can't think of a recent grudge I've had mm. at all, yeah. really. Like so, I get like mini grudges, like when I'm playing Smash Brothers online. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck this guy, I'm gonna beat him. Yeah, <laughs> not until I win. Yeah, I, yeah. I do not till I win. I'm like, ah, you fucking Ganondorf piece of shit. There was um, I held a grudge against a guy I played basketball with when I was a kid. Um, he was kind of a piece of crap, and like, I don't even know if it's a grudge. It was more of like a rivalry within the team because this guy was just like. He, he acted like he was LeBron James, like, and he was like, I'm going to the NBA. And I was like, man, you're playing YMC basketball for Phoenixville. Relax. <laughs> like, you're, you're fine. You're doing okay. You're, like, a little better than me at basketball. Um, but he would call me out in team huddles uh, for perceived, like, I would guard, like, if I was assigned to guard the other team's point guard. Bad decision in, in general, but... If I was assigned to guard the other team's point guard, he would just like start guarding the point guard and yell at me as if I'd screwed up, and then would would call me out in team huddles, which is a bold choice because the coach was my dad. So, <laughs> so Big very guy. very bold decision, but like it's still like it, it got to me. I was just like, yeah, fuck this guy. Like, yeah. I'm just tired of him, and like he kept showing up for games, and like I would intentionally like. For whatever I handle the ball, I'm like I'm not looking Hoga's way, like mm-hmm. John Hoga. I'm like, nah, screw you. Like you get you you. Take you're, you're hogging the ball enough as it is. Yeah. Like it's Kaznell's time to shine. <laughs> um, and, like I, I would absolutely do stuff like that on the basketball mm-hmm. court. Um, so I, I, sports must fuel the pettiest of oh of one, one million percent. Yeah, like you look at professional sports now, and like the NBA especially, you get like the pettiest grudges getting forged. And so if those are happening to the most professional guys at the highest level of their careers. It's absolutely happening to like guys playing down at the rec center oh, on the weekends. I, I thought of my grudge. Okay. So when I was, uh, after I graduated college, pretty soon after that, I coached my brother's uh, baseball team. And they were like 16. And so um, while we were playing a game, the other coach was sitting like on an upside down uh, pale or whatever and talking shit on my kids oh, like so i was like i was like 22 and okay. they were 15 and 16 mm-hmm. and he was just talking shit on them the whole time and it's like that's fine if it's coming from uh it's fine if it's coming from like the other team like mm-hmm. if the other kids are talking shit i don't care like sure. that's fine they're children that's what they do it doesn't matter but like um but this guy kept talking shit on my team and at the end of the game you all shake hands and when they and when all, my whole team got to the coach they didn't shake his hand Jeez. and i was and he came to me and was like you better talk to your kids they're, they're not taking my hand and i was like i was like dude you talk shit on you them you suck yeah i was like you talk shit on them the entire game mm-hmm. and then uh <laughs> and then my uncle <laughs> who was like 64 like, 300 pounds, huge dude, is, like, about to fight this guy. Like, gets <laughs> behind Christ. me and is like, I'm gonna kick her... Like, he's like, I'm gonna kick her fucking ass. And I was like, I don't know, we don't need this. <laughs> I was yeah, like, nope. Let's not. And so, like, all of my kids are trying, are, like, raring to fight. And it's like, and it's just, so it's just me telling this guy he's a piece of shit. He reports my team to the league as being, as trying to start a fight with him. And I was like, and I, you know, I replied. I was like, "Listen, this is what happened." But like for the rest of the of the time, he tried to be so nice to me because it came out like it was his fault that he sure. was being a dick. And so, like for the rest of that season, I was like, "Fuck you specifically." <laughs> like he tried to be like nice to Get me. Him. Like we played a second time, and he tried to be nice to me. We played uh, like at the All Star game. He like came over and was like, "Hey, no hard feelings, right?" And I was like, "Fuck you, specifically." No, a lot don't, of hard feelings. Don't talk to me. You're a piece of garbage. You're you're fucking talking shit on sixteen year olds. Grow the fuck up. You're fifty years old. Yeah, that's my that was my grudge. That Jesus. fucking dude who like coached rec league baseball. Grown adults who take rec league baseball or any amateur or, or like kids sports seriously, like. 
they're like in the somewhere in the seven circles of hell as far as like the worst people on the planet. <laughs> yeah, like, like for real. Like let these kids have fun. I yeah. Yeah, just, you're not living your dream, man. You're not Mike Shashevsky. You're just you know Bill from accounting, and you yeah. have a kid who's like mildly good at shooting a basketball. Yeah, like, just relax. Yeah. Ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> so before we move on to the next question, I'd like to apologize to Tess for eating her chili and also <laughs> making her lose that game. Next question. Uh, next question. Um, what should the legal drinking age be? Should there be one? This is very similar to the um, sports question we had last time. Yeah. Which yeah. Should you legislate people's autonomy over their body? Yeah. Yeah. And the answer to me, for me, is a yes on this one mm-hmm. only because I think like this is <clears throat> this is very much a protecting people from themselves situation where like the science is there the science is in don't drink before you're 21 or try not to <laughs> yeah but don't like, do it like as much directly in front of a cop yeah but like I I think um, you know I I think when you're a child which you are legally until you're 18 i i don't think having laws in place that kind of push you in the correct direction is are necessarily a bad thing but i mean i i can be swayed either way honestly i tend to be in support of the idea of a drinking age but i i I think we maybe move it down to 18 as a a country Hmm. like the reason i think about that is if you're especially nowadays when pretty much everybody's going to college or going away for some portion of their their adolescence and listen from 18 to 21 yes you're not illegally allowed to drink i have real bad news for most of you who are raising kids <laughs> they're drinking in college man it happens i was there uh we were <laughs> like so but and the problem is as with anything with any sort of illicit substance if you make it illegal and the people and the person who you've designed to make it illegal for have decided we're going to consume this substance no matter what, it tends to become less safe. And you do it in less safe quantities, and you do it in less safe circumstances. So I, I because of sort of the way society has moved towards uh, like having that that adolescent experience, whether you're, you're staying away or getting a job right out of school or going to college, like I think 18 is probably about right. I think if you're legally allowed to decide that this Jaeger is a great idea for me tonight, you should, and, and like, if you're legally allowed to decide on a president, you should be able to decide that a gay goes okay mm-hmm. for you one night. Yeah, That's I've all. always, I've always thought that 18 would be a good, if you're, if you're allowed to sign up for the military and join the military, you should be allowed to drink. Like, it's like, like, I, I feel like I, I would, I would want to read more, stu- like, more studies about this, though. Like, I do want to know the, like, like, how is like drunk driving and under eight well not underage but like drinking in like the UK and countries where it's I believe drinking age is like sixteen or something like that? How does that affect kid people from the age of sixteen and on yeah. sixteen to twenty one? Whereas kids now have to wait till twenty one to drink. Like how does that affect them? Do do does over drinking happen less over there? Does it happen I, more? I think it like, does, and I think I think one of the big contributors to that is demystifying alcohol as a whole i think we have a real problem in this country with uh treating social stigma yeah and treating intoxicants like they're this crazy out there thing that we should like like treating them as bad and it's the same thing with sex it's just like these these things treating them that way only makes them less safe because you're you're not teaching kids how to be responsible about these things and just you, you're kind of pushing it off and avoiding the question, and in doing so, you're really hurting people. Yeah, uh, hurting kids because, like, I don't think any of us can reasonably say that we didn't drink before we were 21. Like, and not even, and like, I and if you did, I mean, that's your that's your choice, and that's fine. Like, because yeah. you know, that's you're allowed to also you're allowed <laughs> to choose not to drink, but I think making it. I don't know. Like, it, it is, it, to be honest, it is a little bit exciting when you're like. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, like, shit. Yeah, yeah, dude, like, I'm getting drunk. Yeah. Like, people have so much fun when they're drunk and nothing bad happens. Yeah. Like, uh, Tim, what, what do you think? Um, I'm, I'm interested in kind of what Sean said about, like, the science. 
I don't think I've ever looked into that aspect because, I mean, it, I don't know what the effect, I mean, the effects on a developing brain are obviously going to not be good, I would assume. But at what point is your brain still being affected by that? I think you're kind of developing in, like, at least for men, I think you're kind of developing until you're 25 or 30 or Something somewhere in there. Some article just came out that technically you're not an adult till you're 33 or some shit like that. I didn't read it. I saw Woo-hoo! the headline and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? I'm like, Hold life ahead of me, baby. Let's go. <clears throat> That's an interesting topic. I don't know anything about that with the science. Eh. But uh, I'm fully on board with the, the 18 for a variety of reasons. Um, one, demystifying it, making it an open conversation and being like, yes, this can be fun, but this can also ruin your life. Here's why. Because if anything, why people get into it is, oh, this is the thing I'm not supposed to do. That means I got to do a lot of it real fast so I don't get caught and then fucking run. Hmm. Uh, so it's kind of the whole idea of being smart about being stupid. Nice. Trademark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and like that, that was, that's kind of where that came up with, uh, my family from my mom. And she's like, listen, I'm not going to expect you to not try things. I want you to make informed decisions, but if you are going to do something that can put you in danger or do something that is illegal, try to make it as safe as possible. I'm your backup if you need it. Like, if you need a ride, I'd prefer you call me than drive drunk or Mm -hmm. any shit like that. Mm -hmm. But if you get caught, like, you're going to face the consequences. I'm not going to try and cover for you. You did a thing. That's how that happens. Giving the the kids the option of, like, listen, if you get drunk at a party, I don't want you to get drunk at a party. But if you do, like, you know, you still can call me. Like, giving that level of comfort where you're not just going to, like, throw the hammer down at your kid because they they drank when they weren't supposed to. Yeah. It's probably it's one of the best things that you can do as a parent. Like and that's, I can say I mean, yeah. for for me it was real like that's how my mom was too. She was like, "Listen, I know you're going to drink. And so if you do call me, you'll get in trouble, but like just it'll be so much better for you and for everyone if you just like just call me and let like drive me home and one of the things one of the weird side effects of that was like i was like fuck you mom i'm not gonna drink see how you like that (laughs) that's that's kind of what i did yeah you're like really drink until i hit college and even then it was only kind of like yeah and and it was just this weird reactionary like oh you think i'm gonna have a bunch of premarital sex well guess what (laughs) i am but it's gonna be so safe (laughs) (laughs) pile it on (laughs) Uh yeah okay good good discussion on the uh, the drinking gauge I like that mm-hmm. well, what do you got we got one more right, we got one more oh man it's a it's an easy one my yes. time flash uh what names do you call your pets other than their given names so this is I a really good I I have Jackson he's the biggest fattest chunkiest cat you'll ever meet. I call him Fatso because he's just so big. Like yeah. uh, he doesn't know what I'm actually saying to him, mm-hmm. and I say it in an endearing manner. So it's not like he's like not like you're so fat. No, it's like oh come here, fatty, and I just yeah yeah you're you're so cute and fat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I think I would call Loki. I would call her my girlfriend. Hey, girlfriend, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. yeah, stuff like that. That's I, cute. Yeah, and then uh, Frankie, I would always call him Bud. Like hey, Bud, how you doing? Hey, bud. Come here, buddy. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Sean, you have two dogs. I do have two dogs. Gary, I, I do the same. I call Gary Bud. Like, hey, Bud, come over here. I call him fat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you lazy piece of garbage. <laughs> but you say it in an endearing yeah, like, You're so lazy. You can't talk about these the baby names that you have in your pets. Like, you piece of garbage. Yeah. Oh, piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. And then Piper is, I don't know what I call her. She's like a little tiny, little tiny baby. She's my little tiny baby. Oh, yeah. You guys call her Pooper? Oh, I call her Pooper. Also, mm. Poop. Poop, you better not oh, be upstairs. Oh, yeah, it, it depends on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. If Gary is just being a fat piece of garbage, <laughs> then that's what I will call him. Mm-hmm. But if And if Piper is being, you know, whatever, around pooping somewhere, then she's called Pooper. <laughs> just, it is what it is. But I do, I like, my, I love my 
pets so much. Yeah. It is this weird, unconditional like you like. I if Jake were to throw up in the living room, I would be much more upset than when <laughs> Gary does. <laughs> uh, Tim, pet names uh, for pets. Bella, my pug. I got a shit ton of nicknames for that little bitch. Uh, <laughs> one one being little bitch. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, we're talking we're talking species wise, so I, I, we're kind of we're kind of in the clear on that one. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, Pugula, Pugalug, my little bread loaf, because when she's sleeping, her legs like fold in under her rolls, and she literally just looks like a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of shit. I did one of my other dogs, my beagle, way back when. I called him Pooper. Mm-hmm. So it's such an out. easy name, Pooper. It's it's, it's easy. We have um we have two cats. We have uh Jojo and Dario, both named after a current sixer and a former sixer. Mm-hmm. Um so for Jojo, of course we have Joe, uh we have uh Joel, we have Joel the Process Casnell, <laughs> Joel the Process Catsnell, <laughs> and Jesus Christ get off of the chair. Um uh for for Dario, uh named after Dario Sharich, um we have he, he's Dario is not, I don't know if he's a purebred, but he's definitely more closer to purebred than Jojo is. He's like this big black, like very regal looking cat. Um, and so we, we call him like, hey, sweet prince. Hey, Black Panther. Like we call, <laughs> we've called him Black Panther. Cause if you look at him and like he's rubbing against you, he's like, yeah, man, Black Panther. <laughs> um, like, it, it, like he's, he's a, he's the better one of the two cats and he knows he's the better one of the two yeah. cats. Um, and then for both of them, I think we, we both call them like nuggets. Cause if like they're, they're, if they lay down on the floor with like their, their paws tucked under them, they kind of look like a nugget. <laughs> um, so we call them nugget, uh, babe, baber. Um, I'm sure there's other like yeah. names that we give them, but I can't think of them now. Oh, I forgot. Um, Gary. Well, there goes Tim. We might have lost Tim. <laughs> oh no. We were but, so close to having everybody for the full episode. And um, I think my computer might have died. Not positive. Uh, We'll figure for, that out. Yeah, you keep going. For um, so Gary was named after the snail because Jacob named him before I met Gary. But his uh, Gary's full name when he is in trouble is Garrison Keeler O'Brien. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Ga- Garrison Keeler O'Brien, how dare you? Nah. You bad piece of garbage. <laughs> you guys circle. are a vamp. I'm fixing the computer. It's full circle, baby. Let's go. Let's go. I'm trying to think what I would. What we called Bo, or what I called Bo. Um, my parents' pug. Um, <laughs> you take chairs like a champ, too. <laughs> uh, where is your power button? Uh, over there. Alright, so we're gonna have a little zappy zap while we get Tim back on the line. But, but, uh, Rich, what were you saying? I'm just trying to figure out what we called, uh, Bo, my parents' pug, and I can't think of anything. It's really nothing's coming to mind. He's just, he's Bo. Yeah. And, uh, maybe called him a pain in the ass. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Our computer died. Oh, thanks. Yeah, my laptop dies. I'm happy with the way things were going. <laughs> um. All right. Any other final thoughts on animal names, pet names, anything like that? No, I love. Them. I love my pets. Animals I, are great. I I love pets that have Not names pets. that aren't of their like. I I had a uh, coworker who's who named his cat Pig. And I love that. Yeah. I love names like that. I like, for pets. like, Gary is such a funny name. <laughs> yeah. It's such a funny name Gary. to call your dog hey, Gary. Gary. <laughs> Gary, what are you doing? <laughs> Garrison. Um, Tim, any final thoughts? This is it. Um, <laughs> pets, pets are the best. They're part of your family. And it's heartbreaking when you don't get to call them their goofy fucking names anymore. You, um, mm. one million percent. A. Fucking men to that. Rip all of the yeah. pets that we've lost. <laughs> um, Tim, if people want to go on Twitter and find any of your many more of your pet takes, pet name takes, where could they find you? At Tim R. Hanson. How about Sean? What about you? At Hey, it's SOB. Rich? At B underscore Walnuts. I am also there on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is at Brose underscore podcast or just at for a podcast on facebook you can get our podcast anywhere that good podcasts are bought and sold for a fair price uh big time special thanks to mary o'brien for compiling our questions if you want to submit a question to mary 
for us to listen to uh, heed and, and, and answer on the show, brosequestions at gmail.com. Brosequestions at gmail.com. Hey, Tim, if you want to Is email- it brosequestions at gmail.com? You're damn right it is. Uh, Shannon Vogel of Shannon Vogel Photography designed our logo. Our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can find his music at freemusicarchive.com. Uh, Rich, you host the PodQuest podcast, correct? Yes, PodQuest. It is weekly on mm-hmm. Thursdays. On the OneQuest podcast. On network. the OneQuest network, yes. How many quests go on at the OneQuest podcast? Network? Just one. Just the one? Just one. Yeah, the pod. It's the single one. Just it's one the of the OneQuest. One. It's the OneQuest. It's the PodQuest. Yeah, interesting. Okay. The uh, one quest to rule them all. It's a network, though. We we had we originally. <laughs> so we have PodQuest. <laughs> not not to call but you out, but uh, one, we have, we one have, is not a network. What right? happened to the rest of the show? <laughs> if you look up one quest on any of them, you get PodQuest, but you also see like that's not what happened, and uh, the wrestling rapport. Uh, like we had other shows that just have fallen okay. apart. Mm-hmm. So it is the One Quest Network. It's PodQuest is the main show. I was picturing like the other the other podcast being rich on a mic on like like just spouting conspiracy theories somehow. <laughs> like just like these these didn't take off for some reason, and it's just like nah, this worked out for a couple episodes. Like actually, Stevie Wonder can see. <laughs> uh, I, I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast with my buddy Ed Provident. Comes out every couple of weeks. We talk sports uh, focused on Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, and Philly. Uh, I hate the Penguins, so that makes things a lot more fun. And uh, I also produce the Under Pressure podcast, uh, complimenting the documentary on the hidden story of pregnancy and preeclampsia. That's it, guys. We did it. Friggin' three Yay. more rounds Woo. in the books. Oh, yeah. Absolutely yeah. awesome. So, for Tim Hansen, for Rich Sweet, for Sean O'Brien, and for the entire Action News team, my name is Matt Casnell, and reminding you always, be smart about being stupid. We got it. We did it. Ow!